Welcome to Closer to Venus. Today's guest is Manish Kurnar. He is a hypnotherapist and a past life regression specialist. Manish, welcome to Closer to Venus. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Johnny. Thanks for having me. Now, you are a clinical hypnotherapist, and your practice is actually a past life regression therapy center, correct? Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got into that work, how you describe as the spiritual and existential path? I actually never decided to be a therapist. Mm -hmm. Basically, I was an engineer. And uh -huh. around 15 years back, I decided I should stop doing my technical work. I should leave my job and follow my inner calling. Okay. That is to go to some kind of spiritual service to the society. Yeah. And eventually I happened to meet a lot of sadhus and saints and happened to come across a lot of books. I did a lot of practices also. It, it was actually a cosmic wish. I like that. Cosmic wish. Yeah. And I, I became a hypnotherapist one day. Was there any particular event or chain of events that made you want to think, I'm going to follow my inner calling rather than follow the corporate, i.e. technical work path? Yeah. See, what, what used to happen in corporate world is I was not uh, finding that I'm giving that value addition which I can give because it's a huge, it's, it's a huge group. It is working in a corporate is like traveling in a train. Even if you sit or even if you run, you will reach at the same time. Right. So, so I wanted to run. I wanted to make a difference, which I was not able to do. So it was a suffocation. Since childhood, I had the spiritual inclination, but I never thought to have it professionally. But it happened actually. Now I can understand that even if even just a small therapy is a cosmic event. So you call it a cosmic event. Yeah, it, it, one small therapy is also a cosmic event. You, you, you won't believe that. Even I'm uh, going on holidays or in railways or on uh, airports. I happen to meet people who share their issues. I take sessions there and there and it just their problems got solved. I do not know anything about their history. I probably might not remember their names also. And I'm not that superpower that I can change people's life. I, I, I can keep meeting people and keep changing their lives. I'm not that superhuman. But it happens with a cosmic will. Something which comes from me that you should give this suggestion. You should give this. You should use this word and it will make some changes. And it happens. So it is completely intuitive. If therapy itself is such a huge cosmic event, then becoming a therapist is definitely a far more bigger cosmic event right it sounds like that type of connection is just that it fosters a deeper connection with people around you am i right yeah what i understand is we have a conscious mind right mm -hmm. beneath that we have a subconscious mind beneath that we have an un unconscious mind and under that un beneath that unconscious mind we have a super unconscious mind which which is connected we all are connected at that collective unconscious level. Right. We have read about that over here in the Western world as well. Is yeah. that a reference to one of your principles of your practice, which means we are not just a physical body. There are several layers of human existence. Yes. Right. So the superconscious is just another level which connects all of us. See, superconscious or collective unconscious or collective conscious are layers of minds. Okay. But when I'm saying different layers of our existence, 
mind is one layer in that all the layers of minds are included so physical body is one layer mind is another layer after that intellect vivek what we call it in hindi vivek it is intellect okay. then consciousness and then prana and then we need ego to keep all these six layers connected with each other okay that's a little bit different than the way we understand it so let me see if i follow you prana uh-huh. plus atama and ankara first physical body right then, plus mind and mind and comes uh, intellect is that similar to the id the ego and the superego or is that something completely different it is not the ego which was defined by sigmund freud this is a kind of self identification i think if someone someone slaps me i'll slaps my chick i'll say someone has slapped me because i'm self identified with the identified with my body okay i think my body is i am my body that is self identified right so if anything happens with my body that ego makes me feel that it has happened to me only right that is the function of ego without ego we cannot exist because my mind will not be able to understand that this is my body and body will not able to understand this is my intellect and so everything will be scattered okay so ego is very very much important for existence for our existence on earth right Yes, indeed it is. And I've taken the liberty of taking some of your notes from your practice like the one that you just mentioned. There's another one that I really like. Now, we are actually part of a larger group and there must be a lot of powers who take care of us and ensure us that we finish our task, what we're supposed to do here on earth as soon as possible, that they keep creating situations which are good for us in the longer run. Right. Okay, so the next question if that's true, why is there pain and suffering in life? Because pain is the easiest way to drive us in some direction, right? If pleasure comes then uh, we we might not be driven by pleasure. If something painful happens then I'll fast, I'll run fast. Mm-hmm. So that is why universe has to arrange pains for us. For example, if your physical body needs your urgent attention, how your body will communicate that to you? it will create a pain signal right if your body will create pleasure signal you will not you will not pay immediate attention right exactly you'll so be content if my body wants my immediate attention and immediate action my body has to create a pain signal so pain signal is nothing but a call for attention okay p a i n pain that means pay attention inward now it's a call for attention and we have seven different layers and all seven layers at different points of time needs our attention makes sense right if if my mind needs my attention my mind will also create pain signal that pain signal will be different than my physical body's pain signal right i agree me yes i do and before i forget you just mentioned seven layers what do the seven yeah. layers mean i i just told na physical body mind then intellect, intellect then consciousness then prana then okay. atma and ankara right okay all these seven layers when whichever layer needs my attention okay it will create appropriate pain signal right i am a hypnotherapist my job is to deal with mind right so whenever someone is someone has to deal with the pain signal created by mind then i come into the picture so pain signal from mind can be related with emotions or overthinking or bad imaginations bad creativity mm-hmm. limiting beliefs all these are pain signals created by mind they are created just to take your attention 
mind wants to grab your attention that hey please come and do something for me okay. but unfortunately how we deal with the pain we just try to distract ourselves from the pain yes we do <laughs> without a doubt many distractions so actually the pain is a postman sent by universe and the postman postman is so much sincere that he will give you the message even if you distract yourself <laughs> but he will send you the message anyway okay so the more we will keep ourselves distracting the more the pain will keep on increasing 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 mm-hmm. and eventually it might get transferred to your energy body it might get transferred to your physical body and that is how the psychosomatic pains are coming into picture the more we will distract ourselves more we will invite the psychosomatic diseases some distractions can lead to psychosomatic conditions is that what you're saying yeah let, let me let me explain you in much detail see suppose i have discomforting emotion mm-hmm. right i'll use the word discomforting emotion because there is nothing called good emotion or bad emotion because emotions are just signals sent from the universe right okay so suppose there is one discomforting emotion is there what am i supposed to do i am supposed to talk to that emotion i should decode that emotion i should be thankful to that emotion hey thanks postman for coming let me, please give me your message and i'll read that message and i'll accord i should act accordingly right that is what is what is supposed to be done by me but how i handle it how we handle it because everybody handles it differently and initial distractions are entertainments reading books going out with friends on all those are uh, uh, primary level of distraction right mm-hmm. but that cycle keeps on and on on and on we keep applying distractions but that discomforting emotion is there so it will keep haunting us again and again mm-hmm. and eventually it will start creating stress in us right so stress itself is not a pure discomforting emotion stress is a signal that you have not handled some discomforting emotion properly interesting and how we deal with stress we give we use costly distraction mm-hmm. so we'll go go on world tour and uh, we will do a lot of costly stuff right get rid of stress but as we have not entertained that ghost man it will keep haunting us again and again and again and again until we actually try to resolve it and eventually what we will get is frustration also right and how we deal with distractions lead to stress and stress leads to even more problems obviously and well, one day we will be frustrated what the hell is happening with me why <laughs> i'm not getting any solution right? right and how we deal with frustration we go for dangerous distractions like yes that's true we'll do hookups or uh, uh, substance or even uh, suicide attempts speaking of dangerous distractions so we have distractions and we have symptoms and so forth speaking of the symptoms issues distractions stress when you have a patient right and they come in they say many issues are my issues my symptoms my back pain and so on can you walk us through how you do a past life regression whether it's through hypnosis or meditation or maybe even one of both hmm. i i do not work like that i talk to that discomforting emotion because what my philosophy is every pain is a messenger so let the messenger lead us to the solution right rather than i i impose my thing because mind is a huge space searching something in mind is like searching a needle in a in, in the amazon jungle it's such a huge space when i enter into the therapy i enter without any kind of pre conceived notion even if it is a very simple case 
I will not enter with any kind of preconceived notions. I'll allow my agenda will be just to tap that discomforting emotion and talk to that discomforting emotion. Mm-hmm. That emotion will lead us in past. And where is the root of that emotion? It can be in childhood. It can be in your dream. It can be in your uh, pre-birth. It can be uh, womb stage, I say, and it can be in your past life or whatever. It can be. In my case, that pain itself takes us. I I never decide that I'm going to do past life regression. So you didn't decide to do that, but by talking someone through their emotions and their discomfort and so on, yeah. you're saying that could sometimes lead you back to the origin, which could be in this life or childhood. And sometimes it goes into a previous life. Yes. That's pretty consistent from accounts of that I've read about, talked to people about where in their casework, they don't always go back to a past life. It just depends on what the origin of the issue is or when it started. That seems pretty consistent. That's called initial sensitization event. When you're in one of these sessions, do you know whether you're in the current life or do you know immediately if you brought them back into a past life? That client communicates to us that he or she is finding himself in some different kind of space and time and mm-hmm. they are in different kind of uh, clothes, a different place where they have never been. So then I assume it is a past life. That would make a lot of sense. And when someone tells you about dreams that they've had where they're in a place where they have not been to physically, but it's familiar. And the people that they've seen, again, they don't know them from this life, but the people are very familiar. Is that a legitimate past life memory? Yes, it should be. See, there cannot be any logical explanation of this. Right. We assume it because it is the simplest way to understand it. If you're dreaming about a certain place with certain people and you've never mm. met them, like I have never met them as Johnny Burke, but they are immediately familiar. And the place, even though I've not been there, is immediately familiar. Can we assume that is from yes. another lifetime? It's really, really interesting stuff. I've come to learn that there are several different methods to access the past life memories. One is obviously hypnosis and another is meditation. But what you've just described is actually not necessarily either, but just talking about issues, which brings them back and they are not currently hypnotized. Am I right? No, they are in trance. See, the advantage of trance is the imaginative capacity and memory recall capacity is enhanced in during trance. Right. But a trance-like state is a little bit different than being hypnotized or is there kind of a gray area? Being in trance means we are in a state where we are not either awake nor we are asleep. But yes, we are aware. Rather, we are more aware than what we used to be during our daytime. We're more aware in trance rather than what we used to be in awake state. The trance-like state, I believe, is how Edgar Cayce did a lot of his readings. I think he used to have some supernatural powers. He might have indeed. Because I don't think anybody can just lay down on a couch mm-hmm. and then wake up 20 minutes later and say, Manish, you lived back in the court of King Henry VIII. And before that, you lived in ancient Egypt. And then before that, you lived in Atlantis. I don't have any psychic power, I would say. You don't really need psychic power to access past memories, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Yes. 
When we talk about things here in the Western world about reincarnation and past lives, a lot of us are brought up in a Catholic or Protestant or some type of Christian upbringing where we're taught that hardly anybody ever talks about reincarnation and never in shirt. Yes. But for those of us who want to learn more about the world and how it really works, we often, myself included, we tend to get Hinduism and Buddhism confused when we talk about reincarnation. What are the main differences between Hinduism and Buddhism regarding reincarnation and that wheel of karma and so forth? This is not my subject. See, I don't want to comment anything on any religion. My point is just I'm taking people into trance. Mm -hmm. I follow their uh, emotional pains. I follow their mental pains. Mm -hmm. And at times they happen to be in some other time and place where they find something similar, something connected with their present issue. Mm -hmm. If we resolve that pain in that time and space, the person gets healed in this, in present life. That's it. Whether it is past life or is it not a past life, I don't want to go into that. My, I'm a therapist and my job is to make people feel good. That's it. It is not about, even if you believe, I have done past life of uh, many people who do not believe in any kind of reincarnation and stuff. I don't ask them to believe in reincarnation, reincarnation or something. See, whatever we believe is true. Right. So, if if you do not believe, then there are different ways to explain this. I think from what I've gathered when I talk to professionals, therapists, psychologists, researchers, a lot of them do seem to agree that the religion component does actually kind of get in the way. But at the same time, they acknowledge that there's bits and pieces from different belief systems around the world that actually do make sense, but then some of it kind of gets in the way. So it's a little complicated. The reason I bring up Hinduism and Buddhism is because they accept reincarnation. See, we should not mix this thing with religions and everything. This is something, I would say this is a gift and mm -hmm. people are getting rid of their uh, issues, not just their issues, but they are becoming more wise in their life. Okay. The wonderful thing about pain is, the pain related with mind is, when you heal some pain, that pain gets converted into wisdom and that wisdom, every pain is hidden wisdom and every wisdom is a healed pain. That wisdom becomes part of the layer of our intellect. So the more we will heal our uh, pain related with mind, the more our soul will be wise, the more our intellect will be enriched. And that is precisely what I believe is the motive of this life to make our intellect more and more enriched. So one day we will have so highly intellectual soul that we can experience everything without any kind of judgment. See, the judgment is limitation of our intellect, right? The more we will be intellectual, the less we will judge, right? The more we're intellectual, the less we judge. Okay. All right. So one day we will be, we will be, uh, our soul will be so wise that we will not judge anything. And, and that is what is, and that is what is the purpose of our, our life. And that is what Buddha also have said which is called super conscious state super conscious state means you are experiencing the life without any kind of uh, belief or any kind of judgment you just are you're just in the moment you're just experiencing yes. from my point of view this is what is called mukti or moksha in right. uh, hinduism which means we are getting relieved right of the burdens from a prison and the prison is what prison is uh, made up of our beliefs and our judgments we are prisoners of our own beliefs, right? Mm -hmm. And life is a process to get rid of all these beliefs. I, from my point of view, there is no uh, good belief or bad belief. Belief is a belief and we have to get rid of every belief.
So you have to get rid of all beliefs. So what happens when you have your patients, your clients, and they go through this process and you know they heal some of their issues, when they ask you about the next life, how do you respond to that? Saying about future progression. Exactly. When I get wiser, talking about wisdom and becoming more developed spiritually. How I use it is just to check whether the belief has completely healed or not. The pain has completely healed and uh, the pain has transformed into wisdom or not. I ask them to imagine themselves after after a month and handle the similar situation what they have. They are facing issues in past to see how they are actually reacting and without their belief how their life is going to be after six months after four years after five years and this is amazing if you just think about one belief if i ask you to close your eyes and uh, imagine any one limiting belief of yours go imagine you are standing in front of a mirror and the mirror is traveling to six months in future and just gauge what this limiting belief has done damage to your life in these six months. And then go even further, one year, two year, five years. And you won't believe people are scared, so much scared, they refuse to go more than 10 years because they can see that this limiting belief has done so much damage to me just in 10 years. So it is time to get rid of this belief any any time because it is like a ship, a ship traveling in in an open ocean mm-hmm. just if you just tilt that uh, just by one degree after a few miles you are miles away from your destination right right yes so it is just to realize people that this one belief the change of one belief can take a lot of shift in your life i'm using it this way it is not about predicting future or something limiting beliefs are like almost like an albatross something hanging around your neck weighing you yeah. down that's what it seems like to me. And many beliefs, if not the bulk of them, are limiting in many ways, including the religious beliefs, which, again, that's probably a story for another day, but I definitely get your meaning about getting rid of the beliefs. It could take a lifetime, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe several lifetimes. Manish, what are the main points? And we've already gone over several of them, but what are the main points, the main takeaways our listeners should be aware of regarding your work? The main thing is, we have a center called Swadarshana. Mm-hmm. The meaning of Swadarshana, Swadarshana is a Sanskrit word. The meaning of it is Swa means self and Darshana means to see yourself, to meet yourself, to analyze yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So Swadarshana means to analyze yourself. If I am saying the life is not good, if life is bad or some person is bad or some situation is creating pain inside me, mm-hmm. then it is not about the situation it is about me it is time to look inside at least as far as the pains related with mind are concerned we must look inside we must do swadarsha that is what what the crux of whatever i have done i really like these type of discussions because again it's very different from what we experience here in the Western world, and it definitely gives us some new perspective. I'd like to thank you for joining us today and sharing your work and your views. How can our listeners find you online? They can uh, type my name, Manish Karnar on Google. Mm-hmm. They can type Swadarshana, S-W-A-D-A-R-S-H-A-N-A. Do you have a Facebook group as well? Yeah, yeah. I have Swadarshana hypnotherapy Facebook page also. We, have, we are on Instagram, we are on YouTube. Excellent. Self-discovery with money 
I've got your links and I will definitely post all of them in the show notes. And again, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. My pleasure. You've been listening to the Cluster Venus podcast. I'm Johnny Burke. Thanks for tuning in and we will see you next time.